Is that a gargantuan metallic humanoid coming through your sky portal? Or are you just happy to see me? This week on Hapless Heroes. If I can be completely honest, I think that we might all be, as the kids say, fucked. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. I'm Francesco. Tonight, I am your host and DM as we deal with a gigantic metallic humanoid coming through a sky portal. Before we do that, right. I'm going to go ahead and introduce this. So you're not just happy to see us. That's what. <laughs> I just, the operative word being just. It could be both. Can we not <laughs> interrupt not me on when both. I'm just trying to do the thing that we always do? He's smiling, but I'm not so sure that's happiness. No, it's... <laughs> Wait, the humanoid, the gargantuan metallic humanoid is smiling? Well, Fran is smiling. Oh. I guess, in, in a sense, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Derailed. Anyway, the podcast is now about cheesecake. Cheesecakes all the time in the morning. Stop it now. You stop it now. Or else I'm going to do oh, with the audience... Wow. Would wants the least, and that's kill Pregnart. And do you want to be responsible for that? I'm an agent fault. of chaos. I will embrace. Pregnart's I want to talk about the moral responsibility. Arms. We are that, that everybody. Everybody, we've been doing this show for almost six years, and we can. We 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 just you know what this is. So, starting on my virtual left, we have Dave playing Zero, Valence Avatar of War. Six years in, and I still can't come up with a good intro. Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Always at my service. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. I don't think the robot looks happy. Zach as Pregnart. Wow, intros. What a curveball. Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. It's showtime. And John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Giant naked robot. Giant naked robot. Uh, <laughs> now it's last canon. Week, last week on the show, I made the mistake of showing this party a picture of the gigantic metallic humanoid figure uh, appearing in this sky portal above their heads. And uh, among other things, besides this mistake that I made, there are two other portals that had just opened up and some things are reaching out of them. We have a uh, shadowy skeletal, like gigantic right hand coming out of the portal that was in the uh, western part of the sky and what looks like a large black scythe cutting through the rift in the eastern sky. So they're just giant glory holes opening up in the sky. Got it. Noted. <laughs> Three of them specifically. Three. Mm-hmm. Sure. With various things coming through them. You know, you know what, you know what this is, audience? I'm just gonna, <laughs> we're gonna I'm gonna just we're gonna peel back the curtain here, break the fourth wall, do what we have to do. Uh, dear audience who is listening right now. Um tonight see what what happened is that today I decided to try to write dialogue for what is about to happen here. And because of the fact that I prepared <laughs> This is what's happening. Nothing, no, I didn't even know you prepared. I, oh, I, oh no, no, it's yeah. not about whether you knew I, if I, that I prepared or oh, not. It's just the fact that it is the mere fact. Yes, it is the mere fact that, yes, yeah. I did prepare. <laughs> uh, oh, my. Anyways, that's what's happening <laughs> above you. You also have a swarm of Modrons descending upon the protective bubble that is now sort of surrounding the, the general area in which you guys are, where you were, where you were viewing the convergence beforehand. Um, but those some of those Modrons have, have now broken off and are, start, are starting to head towards those other two portals in the sky. You kind of see it all as it's headed down. It's not going to take much longer before Modrons are going to be bouncing off that little bubble. Um, so we're going to open up. You guys are looking up in the sky. Um, out from the portal that the um, 
that shadowy hand um, was coming out of walks out and you've all seen him at this point now at least once um, in our many adventures it's Vecna dun, dun, dun. whoa Whoa, it looks is. a little looks a little bit different than zero when you you know when you guys were whatever and like when everyone else who was around like when, when we saw him uh yeah. was zero, zero has never seen him sorry Jarrell. it was quinn it was whoever was in like the time room like the port the time portals right you guys saw vecna well did, didn't we see him take uh what was the the city so you saw him take uh you saw him take Tarantis, Tarantis. yes yeah so like so you know if you were there but you, saw him you know too. he was yeah he was under the guise of uh the, the the mayor at the time but i'm pretty sure you know that facade was stripped once he stole the city um, we did we did have that vision though where it was kind of like space and then we yeah, saw this the floating city and it was yep. Tarantis, and that too. was underneath it and that, that was too. like a big image of vecna in that so, so i think even boris has seen him he looks a little bit different than some of the other times you've seen him, but it's unmistakably Vecna looking absolutely gigantic, right? The fact that you could see his whole form, his whole figure, his face, everything, when he is miles above your heads. He is just a massive figure stepping out of this world. And out from where the scythe had ripped steps the future Ebenezer, wielding... Oh. The very scythe that was that was previously, or you know, you had, you had seen summoned into Arian Black's possession. Right. And as he and as he exits the rift, you see like these massive raven wings, just like our like a sort of shadowy raven wings, are sprouted from his back that then like you know are sort of like flapping um, behind him in his like like semi-metallic form. Um. And there's some shouting starting to happen up there. And it's just booms. Like you can hear this conversation clear as day from the ground. Vecna looks up at the gigantic portal where all the Modrons are pouring out. And he says, the Primus is here. What a pleasant and fortuitous surprise. And he looks down, you know, like almost like scanning like the crowd like you know maybe this, this is not something that he it, it does not appear he expected this uh, but before he's able to say anything else Ebenezer future Ebenezer uh, retorts and now so am I it is time for you to return to your prison Vecna can I just ask is this robot Ebenezer or is this actually like a I don't remember semi, I, I said I, I said semi-metallic form Okay, yeah. Okay. Right, because you guys had encountered him on the ship, like on the ghost yeah. ship. Yeah. He was kind of like is, a different this is, looking this version. Is, this, is, yeah. this is that very, this is that very him, that very cool. same person. Um, now with wings and a scythe. Uh, the Primus, you could, who was at least described as the Primus, um, this gigantic metallic humanoid in the sky portal, um, you can hear it almost like. Like you could just you could hear it's some sort of like it's like a semi-robotic voice speaking. It doesn't sound fully robotic like the Modrons, how they have that very like monotone like sound to them when they when they talk. This is more like it, it's it sounds more purposeful. It sounds more direct. Um, and you hear Modrons exterminate all temporal trespassers and initiate protocol Tempus Interdum. And now, like the Modras you start to see are now spreading out from their tighter formations and are beginning to scatter to, towards different parts of the city, as well as uh, make beelines straight for Vecna and Ebenezer, future Ebenezer. Um, I'll just keep calling him, I guess, just future Ebenezer for the sake of the fact that the present day Ebenezer and present day Filbert also exist right here and are standing not too far from you. Um, what do you do? Some shit's about to start going down up here, above you. But um, the more immediate concern is the Modron's now descending upon you. Do we clarify that uh, first, Ebenezer or Filbert, the thing with the giant wings up there, we thought was you. <laughs> That's the you. Hey, you're not me. evil. <laughs> Could be you. 
future you, maybe one of you, maybe both of you, not really sure yet. That's what we that, were trying that? to stop. Yes. That? Sorry, hold on. I, I, have to, I have to keep my wand up, guys. My dad was very insistent on me doing this. Uh, yeah. Ebenezer, sir, do you have any uh, intent, uh, knowledge of how to defeat one of these? Uh, they look like gods. Uh, Eben, you can see that um, present day wizard Ebenezer is looking into the sky with a pained worry on his face. Because Sounds appropriate. Um, it would appear he knows at least what one of those beings is up there. And the one that I think is of the most concerned is Vecna. Yeah. Although I would argue that all three are problems. Could, um, he just he just looks over at you and he says, "Whatever gods you may pray to, now is the time for that. We will do everything we can to keep the people safe for as long as we can. But if the gods are involved, we may be doomed." Um, I'm not sure if I need to do a religion check for Vecna. I kind of know what he's doing. But this Primus character, uh, can I do a religion check to see if they are going to be helpful? Um, yes, you can make a religion check and uh, zero slash Moradin. I would like for you to make me a history check. You're pulling on Moradin's knowledge here. Yeah. Uh, I rolled a seven, so I don't know much about Modron religion. <laughs> you don't, yeah, not really something you were exposed to much. You knew that the you knew that you all you knew is that Mechanus was a plane of law, a pure law and order. Okay, and you said a history check. Yes, sir. Unless you can make an argument for something else. Oh well, that's a uh, seventeen. Okay, perfect. Uh from Moradin's sort of shared memory of your with yours. Um, you know that Primus is also sometimes referred to as the One and the Prime, um, and they are the immortal ruler of Mechanus and the Modrons. They are what every other Modron receives their prime directives from. Every other Modron is essentially just a extension of the One and the Prime. They are the being that is essentially the almost like the gestalt consciousness that, you know, makes up what drives every Modron and what sub Modrons, you know, rogue Modrons break away from. Um, the Primus is a greater deity in Mechanus itself, uh, and is, he has literally absolute power over Modrons um, when he is in their vicinity. Um, you know, there are, you know, the, the further away that Modrons are, the easier it is for them to, for their connect, connection to be severed and for them to go rogue. But um, you know that, you know, this is this is the being that is responsible for the absolute law that exists in Modron society, because really it is just it's just him. It's just, just a it. being of pure law. Yes. Um, that is what that creature or being is that you're staring at in that massive sky portal looking even larger than like Vecna I may add and you can see like the like v Vecna is now like blasting like swaths of Modrons with magic and Filbert it, or, uh, <laughs> sorry didn't mean to say Filbert um, Filbert's behind you Ebenezer future Ebenezer um, is charging towards Vecna. While Vecna is actually making his way up towards through the Sea of Modrons towards the portal where the Primus is uh, appearing. Do you know anything about that Primus? Uh, he's going after him, it seems. He's uh, Jarrell asks Zero. The, the Primus is essentially the center of all Modron everything. Any Modron you see is essentially a subunit of him. They all uh, he knows everything that they all know. They have access to as much of or any of him as they need at any given time. 
and he is pretty much the most pure embodiment of law that exists. No moral judgment, just law. Is it possible for that army of Modrons to stand a chance against Vecna? Um... In as much as out of the three of them, the Primus is the only actual sovereign god of a domain. Yeah, he can probably stand and bang, but I don't want to say for how long. Vecna's kind of got, um... Well, one has reach, the other has flexibility. Boris looks at Zero and says, what if I stab this Vecna with the shard of the future Vecna? And starts reaching into her pocket. Wait, we have a shard of Vecna? Yeah, right here! And pulls it out of her pocket. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Never a good shot. Thankfully. kind of shudders when he sees it. Thankfully, the other shards are separated from this one. Through time and space. Through time and space. What she holds up is a shard of the third eye of Vecna. Well, I'd say it's a coin flip. You either think things fantastically better, or you somehow make things fantastically worse. On the other hand, we're at about infinite bad right now. I'm not sure we're in the wrong place, but we're definitely in a bad one. So, how much worse can it get? Someone still has the fish, right? Uh, yes, I have it, of course. Uh, Hedrick, could you communicate with the giant robot being? Could you reach that far into the sky with your amplifier and ask him for his help in this matter? Uh, I believe the... Uh, Possible he's busy. Pot of casting is up to a thousand. Yeah, we're talking a little bit higher than a thousand feet. Right, like stratosphere. Well, I'm yeah. just making sure. I can't throw a dagger that far. <laughs> She's checking her sheet anyways. So I can I can use Do my I have a trebuchet. I can use uh, the amplifier to get out to 2000 feet. How how far will message work? Um if you can see the creature, would that help with any kind of communication method you have? Or Pregnot, maybe you could maybe communicate with him too. Shoot, does nobody Never. here have, no one here has the ability to fly. I forgot about that. That's fun. I have um, reverse gravity. <laughs> That's a little different. <laughs> so you can fly just up to 100 feet in the air and then just kind of waver there for a while. Um... <laughs> My message only works uh, 120, so even with the amplifier, it would only work 240 less, feet. Yeah. Are you guys still like standing near Ebenezer and Filbert? If you walked away, yeah. like, are no, you no, still... we're still jaw dropped um, watching. Right there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, where's a safer place to workshop plans than inside the dome? Right. Just well, making, just, but I'm just making sure you haven't like, you're like, this conversation is happening near them. Right, yeah. as they're because they're you know they're channeling spells, they're busy, they're doing their thing. But Ebenezer does look look to you momentarily and says, "There are a number of wizards here who maybe aren't in the middle of concentrating on very important spells. Who could possibly aid you with flight, should you need it? If you if you if you are mad enough to go directly to where the gods are fighting, we can get you there." Perfect. Send me to a wizard. <laughs> Scootleboot. Where is Miss Scootleboot? Oh. <laughs> I'm just over here. Pregnot. Oh, good to see that you're okay. I'm fine, Mildred. How are you? I, I'm quite worried, if I, if, if I can be completely honest. I think that we might all be, as the kids say, fucked. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> Um, but yes, what? how can I help? Uh, <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> I have to fly up there. Boris points straight at Vecna. I think we shark. all have to fly up there. <laughs> I wouldn't send you by yourself, Boris. 
You wish to go to the way that's happening. You are far braver Before than it comes to us. Either either a brave or foolish, and I can't tell which which is which. But at this at this point, it doesn't matter. Maybe now is the time for epic heroics. Um, yes, let me gather a few more mages, and she starts like waving some people down. And yeah, uh, at, you are all able to have. You're essentially going to have your own personal wizard that's concentrating on fly to give you flight. And if anything happens to that wizard, that's going to be a problem. But thankfully, they are in a protective dome. So you all now have, for at least the next hour, the power of flight. Remember to stay close to me. Levitation, Holmes. Okay. I was just wondering, do, do we think that Philbert's Modron is no longer useful at this point? Is he just another one of the masses because he's close enough to the Primus? I was thinking that too. That maybe I mean, we could use that for some goodwill or something. It's a good well, point. Food for thought, that rogue Modron seemed to have a plan. He needed Philbert to do it, but if he knows something that we don't, if he has access to all the information, like Zero says, Maybe there's a little bit more insight than just flying straight into the swarm of death above our heads. I agree with you. Do you think that Philbert could help get that Modron quickly? Because if we could present the rogue Modron, maybe we could get Primus on our side. Possible. Just from some statements I've heard repeated multiple times that they need him to keep his wand up. <laughs> right. Philbert is occupied. Yeah. And uh, finding a rogue Modron within this gigantic swarm of Modron sounds like a difficult task if we're going to do fine creature or something along those lines. Especially when e- none of you have seen this particular one before. Even even locate object. Yeah. <laughs> even if we had, they're indistinguishable. Was there a detect thoughts or something like that? Someone managed to scry or do something like like where they were able to see this Modron, right? Was that was that Hedrick? I would be the only person with that possibility. I don't remember. Yeah, I um, think you're the only one that knows what it looks like. Well, if I could scry on it again, the the thing is, I don't I've never met this thing. So I was only going off of what Philbert told me. Correct. And from what I understood, it's the only Modron that didn't come here through the portal of the Convergence. Yeah, so that, cause I remember that we, I, there, were, there was some information gained about that, but, um, you know, I, I also, I, I, I don't want to repeat too much, you know, but like, you know, I did, Moradin has some information on, you know, like Zero Din, I guess, it has some information on like how Modrons operate. Um, this would probably, I mean, if you, if you think about where the Primus is right now, um, that little Modron is now within range of the Primus. Um, so, so it was back under Prime, the Primus. It's it, it it could be assumed that at this point now that you know because of the fact that the Primus is so close that any directives it's issuing would be you know easily picked up by um, any of that's its kind rogue of where, followers. That's and, kind of where Hedrick's mind yeah. is at. Also, since it's established that literally every Modron of the same class are completely identical in every way. Yeah, there are different tiers of Modrons, right? The different shapes, different types, but like, yes, they all have a functioning purpose in like Modron, quote unquote, society, an ordered society, even though, again, it's all just directives sent from the Primus. It's just, you know, again, a, a plane of pure order. What would a being of pure order do besides create an entire plane of existence that is all just complete law and order? Um, dun, dun, dun. It's literally perfect in their eyes. Um, but. You could see, like, okay, above you, it's gonna get some more stuff. You, you like, there are now like, like pieces of Modron raining down and like bouncing off of this protective barrier um, from what is happening above. And Vecna just like eliminating swaths of them. And you can see that he's even beginning to clash with uh, future Ebenezer. And he, and you can, and and, and, and future Ebenezer is getting his ass kicked. It's not a good sign. Would Boris's head fit inside of a hellhound skull? Oh, you still have one of those? I do, and I'm about to put it on as a helmet if you're going to tell me that my head fits inside of it. <laughs> How big were the hellhounds, Dave? Because you were DMing at that point. Oh, 
the hellhounds were what in um they were in the the castle in Wagunet, right yeah it was like it was garthax yeah so it was the garthax thing. thing so yeah oh geez they were they were big enough i would say you know very large dog size with a larger than dog sized head so i would say that would probably work yeah Okay, well, uh, you heard it here first, folks. Um, yes, it does fit on your head, Boris. It would. I mean, Perfect. it's not going to be comfortable. It's just a skull. It's not like you, you have it, like, you know, carved or fashioned it in any way to make it any more ergonomic for your head. No, I put, like, a piece of fabric in it, maybe, that I pulled out of my pocket to, like, not be, like, aggressively stabby skull on my head. And that's you know what? Make me, make me a check, then, with your disguise kit. We'll use, um, we'll use dexterity for it. A dexterity so check. Just dexterity okay. plus proficiency, essentially, because you're proficient with disguise skills. Yeah, since and we're in a place that's going to oh, get done. Uh, beautiful. 29. 29. Well, the 19. Fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, you're able to make it comfortable enough that you're not going to suffer any downsides, but it will offer you, I'll give it. I'll give you advantage on intimidation rolls. Cool. I just wanted it to block falling Motron pieces. Uh, after no, putting not? that on, she's like tromping towards her wizard to like take off to like she she took what Zero said as consent to go try to stab him. So she's like on a mission now. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> Boris, you have the power of flight. I already said like the, the spells are being cast on y'all right now, and they are um, concentrating hard. Hedrick, when we get in range, uh, you should stop uh, all of us together. Again, stay together as best as we can and try to communicate with the Primus. And while he's saying that, uh, Jarrell will use protection from evil and good on Pregnant. Oh, Yay. that's nice. That's so, so nice. You, you, you're immune to fear, which you already would be next to Jarrell, but also charm and <laughs> possession. <laughs> well, you're going to be flying, so there's going to be a lot, probably a lot of like disparity in like, um, like closeness between you all, depending on how things go here. So it's yep. you know good to have a backup plan so that no matter where Pregnant is, he is not afraid. And I also don't want to get hit by uh, Pregnant with a moonbeam or whatever large ray he Sunbeam. shoots out of his face. <laughs> okay. That's a sunbeam. Um, anyone else superhero taken off after them? Yeah, Pregnant is. Mm-hmm. I it mean, Boris is <laughs> I think we're trying to keep up with Boris and hoping that she stops at a certain point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Hedrick's following, and uh, he's uh, starting to play a song as we are ascending up into this madness. Uh, Quinn is is following, but he's... (laughs) I'll sing it. Are you singing? (laughs) I've come so far and risked it all, but my fans expect another album, and life is hard when you're a bard. Save the world or nothing else will matter. <laughs> no, That's no. Like, we've been floating for like, you know, the past five minutes talking and then we just. Wow. Uh, what does that do? What's that one? Uh, well, inspiring leader takes 10 minutes. Um, let me see. Ta- it takes 10 minutes. I think inspiring leader has to be a. Uh, let's see. Yep, ten minutes inspiring the companions. Oh, so yeah, you're for the next ten minutes inspiring your companions. Yeah, I mean, I, I could have said that ten minutes ago, and I'd be just fine now. Um, but we were still kind of <laughs> discussing everything. <laughs> uh, you love to see it. Um, uh, I will add, uh, I guess it, we'll just make this an inspiration for Jabral. So you get a d12. Cool. Maybe two seconds here. In ten minutes, Edric goes prog rock. I'm really trying to stretch <laughs> my, my limitations here. Just try to cover anything and everything. Okay, so you said Vecna was big, but like for proportion for me here in comparison to Boris, is she like the size of like his ear, his head? I'm his saying he's, I'm gonna say he's like, let's see, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna try to, I, I, okay, I'm bad at math. So <laughs> as far as like, you know, being like what what something would look like from a distance, right? Versus like when you get up close and figure out how tall they are. 
I'm gonna say that Vecna is probably like a hundred feet tall. So like I'm like the size of his ear. Okay. So his ear is what Boris is aiming for right now. Then she's gonna try to fly through like ear to ear with the shard. That's that's the direction she's like beelining for. <laughs> okay, it's gonna take you a while to get there. You're 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 cruising, but like again, like it's gonna it's, you're 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 traveling a good amount of distance, so it's taking you guys a second. Like you like you're are you flying in a formation? I'm kind of curious. Like yeah, there's a trying. lot of there's a lot of stuff between you and them, right? Um. And Hedrick, when we're in a thousand or what appears to be a thousand feet of the Primus, uh, we're going to try to get him to consolidate, I guess. Okay, well, we'll uh, we'll address that when a thousand feet yeah. is even yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. A, a possibility here. We are also temporal invaders. Um, yep. We're here just as illegally as the other two are. Yeah, and in fact, actually, I'm going to do something I haven't had to do in a long time. I'm actually going to grab my monster manual. Because there's all stat blocks for all different kinds of Modrons in there, and I don't need to reinvent the wheel here. Give me two seconds. So, just for clarification as to what you want me to tell this thing, is that even though we are invaders, we are not trying to upset the law or balance of the universe. In fact, we're trying to contain it and make it happen. Correct it. (laughs) Modrons are supposed to focus on Vecna. Yes even it out right we have to stop Vecna first Ebenezer's an afterthought I mean there's other Ebenezer right down a couple thousand feet below us that maybe they can talk or something I don't know (laughs) they they are the same oh my god they're so cute yeah they are cute oh they're so cute (laughs) I've never seen the book picture of a Motron before oh yeah that's kind of what they what they look like now and they're all flying Obviously, they all have this this control or whether or not they are being controlled by the Primus. Like, none of them are just falling down to the ground or I specifically. Mean, some are, um, but that's either the ones that have been like injured or destroyed. Or there are some that you can you can see that there's actually formations of what looks like these like. The, the how do I describe them? They look like a, they have like multiple legs, like several arms. Like they have, well, it looks like three legs on either side of them, th- and then um, three arms kind of going around them in a circle. And they're shaped almost like a, you know, like a like a, like a pointed shield, right? Um, those do not have wings and have what looks like the these two like these like boxy type dudes stacked on the back of them, and they're like kind of traveling down almost like a pillar, like a missile. Um, and they like the little boxy guys. It looks like they have, they're separated in the center, and there's a gear between the two layers of like cube that are holding them together. But those do not have wings and are just kind of just firing down to the ground right now. Some have already started to bounce off of some of the protective barriers. You can see all the modrons spill out of them, like spill out from that formation, and then start like trying to encircle some of these barriers. And are also like certain. You see them kind of moving through all the different streets. So you guys are flying now high above Ool. And you can see sort of like the topography. And so you can see like that inner ring where like the tower and the ley line and like that initial like that little plaza was. And then stretched out from that, separated by those walls, are is the are the inner wards, right? The 12 wards. Um, and then surrounding that is what looks like it could be like an aqueduct uh, wall that is feeding in from the east. Uh, and then outside of that is are all the other little boroughs and extended parts of the city of Ghoul before you see the outer walls of the city. Uh, it appears that at least the columns of Modrons that are, you know, that can't fly, that are just heading straight down, are not paying you any mind, and I don't think they really could do anything about it if they tried. However, um, some of the, some spherical looking and box looking drones uh, of these, you know, this Modron swarm are um, heading your way. Uh, they don't look particularly like strong, right? They're just like little wiry, wiry limbs and like awkward little wings, and sometimes one eye, sometimes two, right? But like they're just like these little boxy things, right? So the the, the boxes are wielding what looks to be these like golden bows, and the um, the little spheres appear to just have like little swords that they're like 
like holding in hand. Um, and there's a group of about like 20 that are starting to head your direction and they are pretty close to you. You're still thousands of feet away from the, the action above you, but some action is now heading in your direction. They're about 100 feet away right now. Um, we should roll initiative, I think. This would be a good time for that before, um, yeah. you know, any other wackiness happens. And that's one of my favorite things to do. Zero, if we communicate with them, I'll be communicating with the Primus. Functionally, yes. Whether he'll listen um, if we communicate with them instead of him, unknown. But he should hear what they hear, so why not, right? Well, I think it's important to keep in mind what Vecna stands for. It's all chaos. I think we can get them on our side if we work together. You can already see, I mean, the Modrons are, are fighting Vecna. Yeah. It's already happening. Like, they're definitely doing that. It's just that you are also a target to them. For it. Um, so let's go with, get, let's get that initiative here. Zero, what do you got? Uh, let's see. It's actually a 20 on the die, because, you know, this is a great place to use it. Plus four, so 24 initiative. Quinn? Uh, 16. Boris? Also a 16. Um, ooh, I think... Boris has the higher dexterity bonus of the two of you, I believe. Uh, I have plus five. Yes. <laughs> okay. Pregnart? Twelve. Hedrick? Seventeen. And Jarrell? Fifteen. Jeez, respectable. Respectable, Jarrell. Wow, I've been rolling like shit the last couple of nights. I mean, my rolls are amazing, and you should be all terrified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, uh, we're starting with zero. Uh, you're tar- you have a group of 20 uh, Modrons, some like this, the spherical one, some spherical, some uh, boxy. I'm gonna say there's about, or Q, I should say Q, right? So there's, I'm gonna say there's about seven cubes and 13 spheres. Now the spheres have swords, so I'm less concerned with them in the immediate time. Uh, what's our range on the cubes? Like I said, hundred feet. They're in a they're, they're, feet. They're, they're in they're in a formation, pretty close, pretty clumped together. Okay, well, I mean they're within range anyway, so we're gonna take our thirty feet of um, move towards fly. Them, of fly Your thirty speed. feet of fly. Yep, thirty feet straight yeah. up. Yep. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We're closing. So 90 feet now. And let's see. It has been some time since I have been in combat. Let me Yay. just make sure I got all this uh, squared away. That's Action. Cool. You know. <laughs> so, all right. Three attacks with reason, which is plus 13. So let's see. We're going to be a 23 against armor class. Another 23 and... A, let's see, 13, 5, and 18. Were you firing at three different ones? Um, yes, I'm going to say I'm firing at three different boxes. Boxes 1, 2, and 3. Okay. Were you, and we're just doing... Yes. And just standard non-sharpshooter fire. Uh, you hit all three that you were targeting. These things are not... Um, the most like advanced enemies you've ever fought in your life. There's just yeah. a lot of them. Um, you uh, go ahead and roll me damage on all three of those. Okay, each of them is going to get D10 plus six. So let's see. That's going to be an eight, a fourteen, and fifteen. Hey, okay, no outright kills. Um, yeah, I mean they all look quite injured um, but they are still descending upon you so and that was boxes one, one two, two and three three there this is the most enemies I've ever tracked in a combat too so I'm trying to like just take a few shortcuts here all right uh, anything else on your turn zero no I think we're gonna leave it here we're gonna conserve for the long haul okay uh, you hear as like a retort to your shots Cease your fire, temporal trespassers, and return to where you came from, and the judgment of the Primus, the one and the prime, will not befall you too harshly. Uh, and we're going to go on to, uh, to, to, to Hedrick. 
So they're not shooting anything at us, they're just flying straight towards us. I'm sure they will be once they get to their turn. They told us to return to our plane. Return to where you came from, and the judgment of the one in the prime will not, will hopefully not be so harsh. Alright, now I feel like at this point we... No can do, those two yeah, fuck nuts up there ruined it. Alright, so he's going to... Uh, Aim for one that hasn't been hit. We'll call it number four. And right. he's going to take one of the arcane grenades off of his bandolier and catapult. Catapult it up. One of the okay. catapult it up like one of the Omni bombs. Yeah, um, he was okay, using okay, them okay, okay. off of off of the ship. And, right. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, no, uh, I remember you do. I know I remember you doing this. Um, what are you setting it to? So all he has is five seconds. Uh, these things aren't sticky bombs. Even if they make contact and it hits damage, yep. it will then fall. Figured. I figured. After. Okay, that's, that's that's quite all right. Go ahead. Uh, well, he's going to start with five seconds. Yeah. All right, and you cast the spell. I think it just goes, is there any, I forget, like, um, it just catapults it in that direction, right? You don't have to roll anything to make that happen, do you? Or do you have to roll the hit? Because you said you're aiming for number four specifically. Double checking. Yeah, we haven't used catapult in a hot minute. So, oh, yeah, it's instantaneous. Choose one okay. object weighing one to five pounds within range that isn't being worn or carried. The object flies in a straight line up to 90 feet in a direction you choose before falling to the ground. So I guess if he's 100 feet away, I have to aim this thing. If you want to make me do a range spell attack, I will. You know, in this case, let's do it. Um, okay. Mainly to see how how dead center you can get this because it's almost going to explode and 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 like these things are going to be kind of coming into the explosion, right? Because it's yeah. going to be exploding just in front of them, yep. which is ideal, honestly. Um, so yeah, go for it. Um, just give me uh, yeah range spell attack. All right, seventeen plus five, twenty-three. Yeah, dead center. Um, so it explodes. And I remember saying this almost acted like a like a fireball. So I would like for you to roll me um, eight d six, and I'm going to spread that around to these twenty uh, Modron. Thirty five. Thirty five. Perfect. Okay. Thank you. And I think as a bonus action, he's going to inspire Pregdart. When I look up to the skies, the ley lines acting strange, and time is running out, but our quest remains the same. Nothing lasts forever, but the friendship we've obtained. And it's hard to know the future in our Ulian campaign. Wow. Nice. Um, My cat was the, dancing to that. Nice. The catapults uh, and the omni, the resulting explosion from the Omnibomb destroys, let's see, seven of the spheres wielding swords. There are six remaining. So spheres one through seven have been eliminated, you said? Correct. And I am counting... Uh, the bandolier had 10 originally. I believe I used five. I had five left on my character sheets, and now that's yeah, down four to four. left. Yeah. Just all right, being honest. Good. Hey, if you, if, they, if you all end up eating the fish, you'll have five remaining once more. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that is, that's that's pretty solid. Hedrick, sounds like your whole action economy. We just got there as well, so you good to go. And he's trying to stay in formation with Jarrell. If Jarrell moves, like that's where his movement would be. All right. Yeah. That's. That's. I mean, that's fair. I mean, you're kind of just gonna move thirty feet up because that's where Jarrell's gonna do it. You're just a little faster than he is. Um, we're gonna go to Boris now. Boris continues to fly at Vecna. <laughs> um, you have some Modrons between you and Vecna. Yeah. And so she's. She's she's still pinpointing that direction. That's her main focus is still just getting to Vecna, but she does switch the the shard into her offhand and ready her dagger 
so that any Modron that goes to like fire at her or whatever, like she's just like kind of watching them while she's flying that direction and readying an action to attack anyone that aims at her. Um, okay, so like for for the action, you're essentially going to fire the dagger at any of them that peel off towards you. Like whichever one peels off and tries to attack you, essentially. Yeah, if a, if a sword one peels towards me or if a bow one actually like aims at me, because I mean Boris is perceptive, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna see. Okay, if I'll, I'll take I'll take it as red. Them. So so we'll so we'll get to something on your turn if any of them decide to attack you. Um, that sounds good. So you so you're using you don't usually you fly up essentially thirty feet directly at or towards Vecna. Yeah. Um, and for for the moment, ignore the Modrons. Okay, Quinn. Yeah, so um, I'm going to fly toward one of the Modrons. Or Quinn's going to fly toward one of the Modrons. You're now seventy. You're now seventy feet from the group of Modrons. Um, I'm going to. I don't think that's going to do anything. I'm going to cast Shatter. No, doesn't have a good range. Um, I'm going to cast Heat Metal. Nope, that still doesn't have a good range. Damn it. Um, and you saw how easily these things are blowing up. Let's not, uh, you know, yeah, you, don't yeah, yeah. Go, you don't have to go overkill here. Um, I just don't have anything that has range. That has a um, okay, I'm just going to shoot. I'm going to shoot a an arrow at one of the yeah take a shot uh, which, waste, uh, waste are you firing it at are you firing it at one of the cubes or one of the spheres um let's go with one of the spheres all right shoot your shot my guy there's a 16 yep your arrow sails off and uh, squares this thing directly in its single eye three Six. Uh, yep, it's destroyed. Cool. We'll call. We'll call that. Uh, yeah, that's well, that's another um, sphere down. Um, with my bonus action, I'm going to give inspiration to Jarrell. Now he can't use them both on the same right. thing. Okay. You can't stack them, but I can still give it to you. Cool. Um, so uh, Quinn says. Jarrell, if the monster eats you whole, take solace in knowing it will likely die excre- excreting your sword. Hmm. That's insp- inspiring, question mark? Well, we'll yeah. see. Uh, let's see what you do with that inspiration. Even, even when he poops you out, you can still harm him. It'd be great. So Jarrell, it's your turn. What's um, your bardic inspiration? Uh, D10. Um, Jarrell's, I guess, trying to kind of keep up with Boris. He, now, now he's seeing that people are going off in different directions. Um, as he will try to keep up with her, he'll try to yell back to the Modrons, "Our quarrel is not with you. Help us defeat this agent of chaos together." Um, <laughs> I guess I'm gonna try to do a charisma check against <laughs> persuasion against the robots. See if I, can I love it. I robots. love it. That's that's a very Jarrell move. Yep. Ugh, really? D12 and I got a one. Uh, it's Ooh. still an 18. An 18 is not. It doesn't seem to be enough as they right. continue their relentless, their relentless uh, advance towards you. Now, um, just to clarify, no, no, Quinn moved a little in front. Like forward in our like straight up, and then Boris is going straight up. She's going straight up, but like just like a little, like just a little bit diagonally to that, right? Like she's she's heading. She's you can. It's very clear that she's trying to head towards Vecna and not the pile of Motrons that are descending on you. Right, but only Quinn seemed to have moved like up and forward a little bit. Zero did too. Oh, okay. Uh, Did Hedrick move? Sorry, I didn't. I forgot to ask. My movement was just to follow Jarrell. Okay, so you wouldn't so, have moved yet. Um, 
because he's you know I mean you're you're acting before him right so you either move preemptively or you don't move at all continue well, on the path or you have to adjust it after I do yeah something. and wow. I, I we, have, we have a general direction I'm not trying to separate myself so you yeah. moved figured. straight up towards yeah, the first I let them go first so if nothing else I'm, I'm right where Jabrell was okay um I guess like if if one group is kind of going up toward the Modron and Boris is kind of going up in like this direction. I'm going to try to keep myself between them so that at least when they come to catch up with us, because Boris is going to get way ahead of us no matter what we do. But at least we can. Well, try everyone to... has everyone has the same fly speed. Yeah, but when they stop to fight and she goes, woof, <laughs> yeah, then it's I mean, not that's fair. Quite... It's fair. Um, Okay, um, I mean, you, you did your action with the making the check and doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You, you did I'm your move. Just move up, uh, up in the middle, in between both groups. Sounds good. All right, uh, and that brings us to Pregnart. Move with Jarrell. Mm-hmm. Um, and how far does that? Thirty feet. How far up? No, no, no. How far away from everything are we now? You are 70 feet from the pile of Modrons, and you are much further away from everything else. You are a out-of-initiative movement sequence away from everything else. (laughs) I'm going to cast a radius of confusion. Um, On the Modrons? Yeah, where, where is, like, center of mass for the Modrons? I mean... They're in probably like a 20 foot wide sphere. And obviously they've been like, like they part, you know, what was maybe a perfect formation before is now broken apart with all of the missing um, Modrons that were destroyed. Okay. I have a 90 foot range on confusion. Um, I'm going to. What cast... is, yeah, and what's, and what is the radius of it? Um. Shit, hang on. What does SL stand for again? Uh, spell level? Spell level. Oh, right. Um, oh, wow. Wait, it's 10 plus 5 spell level. It's 4th level spell. Um, so that is going to be a 30-foot radius. A 30-foot radius because you're cast... Well, it's only spell levels above... That. If it's a fourth level spell, it starts at 10. Oh. Any spell, okay. if, if you cast it above fourth level, higher levels, yeah, it does it. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Well, so it's a 10 foot yeah. radius. I'll you cast it. Cut. I'll I'll keep it at fourth level. I'll cast a 10 foot radius uh, sphere of confusion. That will, that will affect uh, four of the spheres and one, two, three, four, five of the cubes. Including the ones that are injured. Do they have to save? Wisdom. Okay. What's your spell save DC? I don't have that in front of me. It should be on your spell sheet. 18. 18. All right. So rolling for the three spheres first, we have a fail, a fail, and a fail. They all, the three of them both fail, or all fail. And then we're going to do the. Go to heck, Modrons. Five cubes. Fail, fail, fail. Damn. Damn, I'm good. Pass, fail. So what? one one of the five uh, cubes that you affected with this are unaffected, but every single other one is confused uh, of the ones that you lucky. managed to get. Yeah, that's pretty lucky. I, it was some absolute shit die rolls. I put those back in the bag, and I'm now pulling out three new D20s. <laughs> and just to, just for the audience... This spell assaults and twists creatures' minds, spawning delusions and provoking uncontrolled action. Actually, wait, sorry. Oh. It does affect them. As in, you can see it try to affect them, and then the spell fizzles. As these have a special feature that makes them completely unable to be compelled to act in a manner contrary to its nature or its instructions. Son of a bitch. The the spell fails. I was curious about that. Wait, what, what were the exact words that you just said? They cannot be compelled to act in a manner contrary to their nature or instructions. 
their directive. Yeah, because they're they're shit. The, it's, it's, it's such a cool feature name. It's axiomatic mind. Mm-hmm. Yes. So your mind affecting spells, your Jedi mind tricks are not going to work on me. Then I will try a more manual approach, and I will also use a sorcery point to cast a quicken spell. Um, can, can only be a cantrip. And I will cast message. Thank yes. you. To? To whoever is the the Modron and like the the sen- the most center. Hopefully, can I can I go can I go for a more Modron that I know failed that uh that save? Uh, sure. You can. I mean, are you picking a sphere? Or are you picking a cube? I'm picking a sphere. Sure. Okay. Because those all failed, right? Give me a message. I'm a little frog boy, and I want to help you with uh, a pie and um, gobble gobble gobble. You hear a very short response back to you in your mind. Submit now, and your judgment will be swift and mild. This is like a child trying to do a crank call, basically. Continue to assault, and your judgment will be slow, painful, and fierce. Hmm. That did not work at all the way I wanted it to. Not all things do in life, my friend. Speaking of things not going the way you want them to, the Modrons are now going to open fire. Uh Uh-oh. Um, the spheres begin to charge. You can see that they actually use their full dash to get real close. Um, so they move 60 feet towards you. Now they are 10 feet away from the group that flew straight up. Um, none of them peel off towards Boris. However, the, uh, the cubes stay further behind. They only move up about another 30 uh, feet. One of them turns and aims at Boris. Boris, your reaction triggers. Cool. So I am going to fling my dagger at that one. Are they within five feet of any of my allies right now? Not those, no. Damn. Oh, wait, right. I have to roll the hit first, right? Yeah. You do. You do get a little ahead of yourself. You're already rolling damage. Oh, that's not very good. 18. 18 gets through their natural metallic armor. Excellent. And should I just use the damage roll that I pre-rolled there? If you already (laughs) rolled the damage, yeah, for sure. I rolled the damage before I rolled the hit. Yeah, so the damage is nine. Okay, you deal nine to, we'll say that was the the last one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Number seven, you deal nine damage to. And the dagger reappears in your hand. Yep. It now fires at you. And the rest of them, let's see. Let's pick some targets uh, for the rest. So, Hedrick, the Nobody two shoots shot, a pregnant, right? The two that fired at you completely missed. No, I did not roll any net for any of my Good. Um, All right. Let's, let's see. Against Jarrell and Zero, that's an absolute with those little arrows just playing off your armor. However, Quinn does a 23 beat your AC. Mm, yeah. Uh, nine piercing damage. Okay, not terrible. As one of these arrows sticks into your left shoulder. Will that hurt? Ow! Oh, it didn't penetrate the skin all the way, right? Like it's not like stuck inside of like your flesh too, too far. It hurts a lot, but you're able to pull it out. It's mostly, you know, it's wedged in your armor. That hurt. Hope that doesn't leave a scar. Uh, That's all the attacks resolved for them. Um, What about the one that fired at me? Oh, yeah, I didn't actually get that one. Sorry. Um, Thanks for asking. Uh, no problem. Does, Take my damage. Does an 18 hit your AC? Fuck. Yes, just. 
Um, I can still use a reaction, right? You used your reaction to perform the action that you saved. To, to perform the held action? Okay, so I can't yes. use the reaction. Cool. Yes, a, a held action uses up your reaction for the turn. Cool. Um, you also will take nine piercing damage. Oof. That's their turn. Uh, looking skyward once more. Future Ebenezer take, like, takes a shot from some sort of spell and is blasted downwards. Um... You can see that he's like already trying to slow his his downward momentum, and like as his 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 these these black smoky raven wings are 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 flapping to counteract whatever you know like downward force was just applied to him. Um, but as he's moving downward, he sees the group of you, and he says, "No, not you, anyone but you." <laughs> No wonder this isn't going the way that I thought it would. And you can see that he now actually s stops trying to like adjust his speed um, to go back towards Vecna and now turns himself and is now flying downward towards you. Uh oh. And that's where we're going to call this episode of the Hapless Heroes oh, podcast. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> You can't predict it by now. Right. Oh, God, I love it. Uh, One evil god. Two, two evil gods. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, out there, all of you, dear audience in Radio Land, uh, if you like us, you could find us on the internet. We're on such places as Twitter and Instagram. Just look for at Hapless Heroes. We're also on Facebook and Reddit. Just look for Hapless Heroes Podcast. Really, though, a lot of those places really just are there to have sticky. I mean, we put some stuff on Twitter. We put some stuff on yeah, especially about the only other social media thing we are very active on. But all of them will be able to give you information on how to join our Discord server, which is really the absolute uh, mecca, the, 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 the crown jewel of our Internet presence, where you can meet, interact with us, talk about the show, talk about other things going on in your life. We're sharing all kinds of crazy stuff in there and it's really just a great awesome community that we've built with all of you wonderful listeners out there there's no price to join there's no nothing like you just you know just click that link come on in there say hello introduce yourself and join this burgeoning community we have it's pretty great uh if you really really like us though we'd appreciate it if you left us a five-star review or rating on the podcast service of your choice you know the drill by now it helps us get more visibility honestly it, it puts it just plugs us into those little algorithms with all those you know, all those series of tubes that the internet is flowing through and getting that in front of more people that would be like, oh, yo, Hapless Heroes, that seems like a show I want to check out. It's, it's your help that really gets it there. Um, if you have a podcast service that doesn't allow you to leave reviews, we also have a nice little place in that just aforementioned Discord server where you can leave us a five-star review. And if you say some nice things about us to your audience, uh, we're going to say some nice things right back to you on the air. Like uh, our Discord listener, No Time to Reload, says five stars all the way. It's been over a year from whence I found this podcast, and my goodness, I haven't laughed as hard in the years prior to finding this podcast. Every episode has a laugh out loud moment, and I am so very thankful to have found this. Big thank you for all involved. Bigger thanks to David Fran for inspiration that I can give to my players in the form of controlled chaos. Hapless Heroes needs to have a disclaimer to not listen while driving due to the immense amount of laughter possible in every episode. Slash us. You know, like sarcastic. That probably I is mean, also, yeah. that is true because <laughs> I feel like our friend Jake has he's, has told us on multiple occasions that he's almost veered off the road from laughing so hard. Which, Jake, we've hoped you've stopped listening to this podcast while driving at this point. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a hazard to your health. We, you're, you're better off to us all alive. Thank you. Uh, we care about you. Uh, but anyways, if you really 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 like us you can donate to our patreon it's patreon.com slash we have a whole bunch of rewards on there it also gets you access to a very special exclusive channel in our discord server where you can put your pinkies in the air and tell everybody just how much uh you uh, are better than them or whatever we also have been sharing some like you know just like random things in like that that channel like like like, late, like recently um a few of us had attended a wedding together where we shared a mutual friend and there are some uh, tasteful photos in that channel including the first i guess tasteful nude ever <laughs> technically of john and his very sexy nude. vehicle it's a very He's nude vehicle nude. it's a very nude vehicle <laughs> that's not true that doesn't make sense fran that does it makes make sense it. in my mind uh but he's looking real good in there so we encourage you to go in there and check it out 
um, and you know, see if it's worth your hard-earned dollars because you know your donations help keep this show running. Like you know, I, I hate asking people for money, but like some of you have felt that you know we're worth your hard-earned dollars, and uh, by golly, gosh darn it, it feels pretty good to 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 to, to just see that appreciation from. from just all channel of you. your inner Bernie Sanders, Fran. Yeah, you know, we are once it. again asking for your Patreon donations, so please uh, come take a look. Uh, see if it's something for you. So, and, and thank you again to all of our current and future donors. And if you like us right now, you like us, Sally Field and the whole deal, uh, do a little web search for the Arcade Machine International Shootout and procure one, pay for it, and then contact me and I'll, I'll tell you where to send it. Because I've, I've just been thinking about that machine lately. It's very fun. It's like a, it's like a paddle soccer game. It's not, it's not, it's like kind of a cross between air hockey and uh what's the other one called foosball and uh oh man i used to play it when i was a a teen all the time at game zone and uh i've had a hankering for it so yeah just buy that for us and uh then contact us and uh i'll 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 tell i'll send you an address where you can send that for us. He means him. <laughs> I mean, something about that should be about the hapless heroes, I think. I mean, what, you gonna tell the delivery person to, to listen to the show or something? Or... Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Yep, that, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I guess, uh, you know, that works, I suppose. Uh, so, great. Awesome. Uh, I guess there's nothing left for me to do besides outro this cast for you, starting on my virtual Right, we had John playing Lord Throw the Light. Until next time. Phyllis Hedrick the Entertainer. This Ebenezer's a real eager beaver. Zach is pregnant. Did someone cast confusion on me? Because what the heck? Nicole is Boris the Butcher. Oh, I'm supposed to be stabbing, not getting stabbed. Mike is Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. My cape billows so eloquently. And Dave as Zero, Valen's Avatar 4. Night, everyone. And I'm Francesco, I've been your host of DM. Uh, tune in next time where we continue this crazy combat and see what happens next. Bye now. Bye. 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 Bye.